When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to the Unit 2 test review. Um, remember, this is a short test, therefore it's going to be a short little review. Uh, the, the multiple choice part is 20 questions. A lot of them are stimulus-based with uh, quotes and graphs and all those sorts of things. Um, so take your time reading through those things, but then uh, it's mainly you analyzing and pulling the information from that stuff and uh, answering the questions. So not a lot of stuff about, uh, there's a few low-level questions where, hey, this is the definition and you answer it but for the most part it's a lot of uh you pulling stuff from the the data that's presented to you remember that's this unit this unit we did a lot of that data stuff that i got to get graded and get into the grade books but i'm a uh, been a slacker here i'm slacking a lot of stuff here recently so anyways uh let's get rolling um so first up on your test review and you can find the test review on your e-class page if you don't have your hard copy uh the first thing on there is political socialization pretty simple concept this is where you get your beliefs from, your attitudes, uh, whatever you want to call it. But uh, this is my feelings towards the government. Okay. And most of the time, the number one place we're going to get this from is our family. All right. You're going to be politically socialized by your family. There's other places, schools, friends, the media, things like that. But uh, typically the number one place is going to be that, uh, that family. Okay. Uh, the second thing on your review was the polling. And, uh, you had some different things to, to think about here. I told you these in class, but just in case you weren't in class or you forgot, uh, tracking and an exit poll and then sample size and the margin of error. So tracking poll, remember the tracking poll, these are things that are done by candidates, by their political consultants, by the media, by sitting congressmen, by the sitting president. Basically, they're done so that those people have an idea of what me and you as voters want. All right. Remember, we talked about this, especially with the Democratic um, primaries going on. OK, those people are going from state to state and each state has different wants and needs. The stuff that they're campaigning on in Nevada right now is going to probably be different than what the people in South Carolina want when they come down here and really campaign hard. OK, and so they're going to run these tracking polls to give them an idea. This is how I can formulate my strategy. This is what I can do to try and get votes. These are the talking points. People who are sitting in Congress, uh, not having run for reelection. So there are senators. There's you know, about 35 senators that run each time uh, every two years. Uh, the people who are sitting in office and don't have to run, they might be running tracking polls to try and figure out, well, here's an issue. There's a bill in front of me. How do my constituents back home feel? Okay, people running in Congress, they're running these things so they know how the people feel, so they know what to talk about. All right, that's a tracking poll. Exit polls, remember, these are the things uh, that happen when you leave, okay, the voting booth on election day. There might be someone from the media sitting there saying, hey, how'd you vote? And, you know, you might not get asked. You might get asked. I've never been asked, and I've been voting since 96, okay? Uh, it's just, you know, you might get it. Uh, they're not something to trust. So if you see a result from a uh, poll that said, well, in our, in our exit poll, we saw this. 
uh, you know, it might be truthful, but you know, it's just something to take with a grain of salt because you never know how truthful people are as they come out of that out of the the polling location. Uh, sample size, pretty simple, just how many people were uh, polled. Uh, we want to have larger numbers. Remember, you know, if you poll five people and then say, hey, this is for all of America. Well, that's not a very good poll. OK, uh, if you polled five people and said this is good for all of Collins Hill High School, that would not be a good representative representation of all 3000 students and, and staff here. So you want to have a larger number. Typically, polls are going to be in the 2000 people range and then use some calculations. And then the sampling error. Remember, that's that plus or minus number. You're going to see at the bottom of most polls. If you see a low number, that's good. If you see a high number, that's bad. OK, uh, just remember, if it's plus or minus five, that means that number, if it's 50, it can be 55 or it can be 45. They're not sure because of that sampling error. All right. Liberals, liberals versus conservatives. There's actually a good number of questions about the, the viewpoints here. Uh, I did not put anything on the libertarians because libertarians were on your quiz. So you've already kind of been exposed to that. And hopefully you kind of understand them. Um, and I didn't feel like we needed to kind of double up on, on the libertarian stuff. So uh, liberal versus conservatives. Democrat versus Republican, however you want to look at this, it's that uh, it's that viewpoint. Okay. And we concentrated on economics and social stuff. That's what we were supposed to do. Uh, I left a lot of the economic stuff to uh, you, you from your macro days and from your uh, your vocab. So uh, just remember at the heart of it, uh, liberal slash Democrat, they tend to want to have larger government, more government involvement. Conservative slash Republican, they want to have less. OK. And from there, you can kind of let it go down. All right. So if we're talking about taxes, well, if the Democrat liberal wants to have a larger government and more government involvement, that's probably going to mean more taxes. If conservative slash Republican wants to have less government, that's probably less taxes. OK. And then some of the social things, uh, liberal Democrat tends to be pro uh, choice, pro environment, anti-gun, things like that, pro uh, social welfare programs. Uh, conservatives tend to be uh, you know, pro-life, uh, pro-gun. Um, I don't want to say they're anti-environment, but just uh, they're, they tend to be more geared toward the big business side. Uh, big businesses aren't going to always treat the environment you know, uh, as well as someone who's a big environmentalist is. And then um, you know, they're not conservatives aren't anti-welfare and, and social programs. Uh, but they want to have some some conscientious spending uh, on those programs. All right. And there's a couple. Like I said, there's a bunch of questions on the test. Uh, a couple of them. There's three of them from one passage. So you're going to read a passage and, and there's going to be three questions uh, on that stuff. OK. Uh, next up was voting behaviors, national versus local elections and turnout by demographics. Uh, I kind of struggled with what to write as far as your your question goes here. Uh, but if you can just understand some of the demographics that we talked about, um, you know, more education goes to vote, less education does not. Uh, old people, senior citizens, uh, retired, whatever, uh, they tend to vote more often than, than young people. OK, uh, things like that. I think you're going to be in pretty good shape for that one. Your next thing was tracking polls. We've already talked about tracking polls, so I'm not going to go over that again. Uh, I will tell you this. There is a – the question on this shows you a tracking poll, and you'll have to kind of identify it and then answer some questions from the data. All righty. Uh, there is a picture, an image of the Dewey defeats Truman thing that we looked at in class. 
and one of those PowerPoints on polls. Remember, you can't trust polls, and this one comes from uh, a Reader's Digest poll that was run, and they predicted that Dewey was going to win the election. And the Chicago Tribune got a hold of it, and they said, you know what, we're going to go and run our headlines. And so they ran a, a headline on the election day uh, for the next day that said Dewey defeats Truman. Obviously, Truman was not defeated by Dewey, and so he uh, he's got a picture of him holding that thing up. So we don't have to go that far back to look at polls that don't make sense that are that predicted uh, wrongly. You know, 2016, almost every poll out there said Clinton was going to beat Trump, but uh, obviously he didn't. All right. Uh, for the American ideology thing, there is um, a graph that you'll look at and you'll answer two questions on that stuff. And as long as you understand, you know, conservative, liberal, uh, moderate, uh, you know, moderate, remember that's in the middle. Okay. People are, they could like stuff from the conservative side. They might like stuff from the, the, the liberal side also. Uh, either way. All right. Um, there's also a public opinion poll uh, or graph on there. I did not put that on the uh, review because uh, I think we're okay with public opinion. Uh, but just understand there's going to be a graph there that asks two questions. Okay. Uh, last little bit there was the econ stuff. You got fiscal policy. Remember, fiscal policy, that is the taxing, spending decisions that uh, Congress and the president make. All right. They're trying to, to control the, the inter uh, internet. They're trying to control the economy and they're trying to do it through their taxing and spending. Typically, if things are going poorly, they're going to spend, spend, spend. If things are going too well, they're going to cut their spending. So that's typically the decisions they'll make. Then those in taxes, you know, things are bad. We want to cut taxes to get people more money. Uh, if things are going too well, we want to increase taxes to take some money out of mine and your pockets. Uh, don't get this confused with monetary policy. Remember, monetary policy, and I'm not trying to confuse you, but monetary policy is what the Federal Reserve does with their three monetary tools of uh, the interest rates and the uh, discount rate and then the uh, the interest the, uh, what's the where they make you keep a certain amount of money in the, the bank. I can't remember what that is right now. It's escaping me. Uh, all right. Next up is entitlements. Uh, remember, entitlements are things you're going to get regardless of your need. OK, once you have qualified for that benefit, you get it regardless. And I use I love to use the example of Social Security. I know it's a long way off for a lot of us. But once you start collecting Social Security, uh, it's not going to be taken away from you. OK, even like I said in class, even if you win a huge lottery payout and you now have two hundred million dollars in your account, they're not going to say, well, that guy doesn't need it. We're going to stop paying. You're still going to pay it because you're entitled to it. All right. Uh, versus means tested, which you have to be at a certain level. Generally, it's the poverty level. Now, if you're on uh, pretty sure it's Medicare, I always get them confused, Medicare, Medicaid, which one's for the low income. But if you qualify for that, you're making a lot you're not making much money whatsoever. Okay. So if you're on that and then you win the lottery, you're going to go off of, of, of your, of the, the government assisted uh, Medicare, or Medicaid, whichever one it is. All right. That's a, that's a means tested program versus entitlement where you're going to get it regardless. And then lastly, for the multiple choice, we have the three types of taxes. You've got proportional, which is uh, equal for everybody. Everybody pays the same regardless of income. Uh, progressive, which is the more you make, the more you pay. And then you've got regressive, which tends to fall on the lower income. All right. And the sales tax is typically a good example of the regressive because it hurts uh, low income more than that. All right. Uh, and then the last part, you do have an FRQ tomorrow. The FRQ is 20 points. So the multiple choice part is 20 questions. So that means that's 80 uh, points. So four points each. 
And then you'll write your FRQ, which is 20 points. You've got four prompts, I'm pretty sure. And each one is going to be worth five points. Yes, you've got five prompts on your, your FRQ. If you're looking at your uh, review, I gave you the, the old test, the last year's test, uh, your quantitative example. And it's going to look similar uh, to that. You're going to get some data. It's going to be from the 2008 election. And... Um, you have to identify and explain a few things. Okay, remember, identify just means identify. You don't have to write a whole bunch about it. If you explain or describe or whatever it might be, you do have to uh, write a little bit more than you do for the identify part. Okay, and bullet it out A, B, C, D, and do A, here's my answer, B, here's my answer, C, here's my answer, D, here's my answer. It'll also be a good idea to get in the habit when you write these FRQs. Underline your your stuff. So when I identify <clears throat> the trend or whatever it is that I have to do, I'm going to underline that trend. Okay, as I'm explaining whatever it might be, uh, I'm going to underline that. It just makes it easier for, and I'm you know obviously I want it easier for me to grade because I've got to grade a bunch of them uh, in a short amount of time. But when you take the actual test and your 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 grader has is on day five of reading these things and you have underlined your uh, key points or whatever it is, it just makes it easier for them to grade. Okay. So keep that in mind. All right. So there is the review. Uh, if you have questions, you can hit me up on Remind. I will be up till about 10 o'clock tonight. So you can ask questions there. I'm also there early in the morning. Um, either way is fine. I don't really anticipate this being a super difficult test. Hopefully you do well. Uh, let me know if you do have questions. So also, I did create a Twitter account. Uh, don't know how many of you have Twitter, but uh, for specific Gov stuff. So if you want to follow me on Twitter at KDanielsAPGov, uh, look for me and give me a follow. Uh, I'll start tweeting out stuff about our class, but then also uh, reviewing for our test as we get closer. So uh, just a couple ways to keep up and and you can just scroll, and if you don't like it, you just keep on going. You don't have to read it. If you if it piques your interest, you can take a look at whatever it is. Uh, it won't be an exciting Twitter. I can promise you that. All righty. Uh, hope everything's well. Stay dry, and I will see you in class. Bye-bye.